The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Move through blocks and fulfill your passion and purpose. This is Stop Stopping Yourself with your host, Vincent Jenna. Yes, stop stopping yourself and become unstoppable. I am your host, Vincent Jenna, and welcome. Thank you for listening and joining us today. Um, I do have a slightly off uh, crazy type of topic to talk about today. Um, I'll get to that in a minute. But this show is about helping you on your journey, helping you to get on your journey, helping you to create the life you want because you're capable of creating a life that you want. Uh, There's so many things that we've been told we can do if we're taking this spiritual understanding seriously, right? The law of abundance and the law of attraction says that we can manifest all that we want. We're unlimited beings. We're spiritual beings having a physical experience, but we are entitled to use our creative power. Uh, We're co-creators here. Now, I do believe that we're meant to have limitations of some kind, which is what we're choosing to experience by coming on this planet. It's a limited type of planet. There's only so many things we could do here or should do here. Um, Yes, uh, Jesus walked on water, but I kind of feel that he was thinking that he should show um, our unlimited, uh, our spiritual unlimited abilities, but not necessarily start putting the boating business out of business. You know, um, yeah, we can cruise to, well, um, this was, I was about ready to say cruise to the Bahamas. Oh my goodness, my heart is out to them right now. Um, all the devastation there, but but we'll we'll um, say a little prayer for them before my show is over today. I'm thinking about them, but yes, we can we can uh, create things that uh, doesn't seem feasible, right? But should we? Are there some things that we should leave lead to limitation? Are we um, wanting to come here with a little bit less power than we have when we're on the other side in the other dimensions, so that we can enjoy the growth? Right. So that's one of the things that um, I I like to be able to um, help people understand. Uh, so that actually helps me with the the serenity prayer that I recreated 
It's not the, the Serenity Prayer. Serenity Prayer was supposedly written. It's possible that it was written by St. Francis. There is absolutely no um, absolute evidence that he wrote it, but there are um, in history books talks about St. Francis having written the, the Serenity Prayer. And during his time, there was a need for people to grab hold of some kind of spiritual understanding, feel that they had some control in their lives, uh, but other things were were left to the universe or God. So he came up with the serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change all I can, and the wisdom to know the difference between the two. Um, so that kind of, they even built an entire uh, substance abuse program. Alcoholics Anonymous is based on the Christian belief of that prayer. And I kind of changed it because as with time and as we develop and grow, there are certain old principles and wisdoms that should remain old, and that there are things that change and become more living and should be in flux and grow, and that should be some of our prayers. Even some elements in our U.S. Constitution should change as we grow and as times change. Uh, so that prayer to me at this point, since the New Age, New Thought Understanding that we have the potential to be able to change all we want, I rewrote that prayer, and I call it the empowerment prayer. And it goes, God, grant me the conviction to believe that there is nothing I cannot change, the courage to change all I want, and the wisdom to know what's best left the way it is. So it's not that we can't change everything. We shouldn't change everything. Maybe it's things like the past that we shouldn't change, but we can use. Uh, but it doesn't mean that we can't. A matter of fact, Dr. Joe Dispenza, in um, Breaking the Habit of being yourself is one of his last books. There was another one after that. Um, he writes in it that during an experiment, a group of people wound up changing the past. And um, he shows that, and which is crazy, crazy concept and idea, right? Um, the doc from Back to the Future said you shouldn't change the past because it can change the, the, the uh, continuum, the time-space continuum, right? That it's going to change too many things. Not that you can't change it, that you shouldn't change it. And, and I kind of believe in that anyway. I do believe that we can change anything. I do believe we can change the past. We are unlimited. But again, like I said, we should allow certain limitations so that we get to experience our growth and the exhilaration of growing, all right? Um, but then there are things we should change. And this is what this program is about. So today's topic seems to be off track about stop stopping yourself and become unstoppable. And the topic is what's in store for you and this planet. And in actuality, um, one of the best ways to unblock ourselves and to be able to release passions and purpose and move forward in life is by opening your eyes externally and internally. 
So you need to see what's going on on the outside as well as need to see what's going on on the inside of your mind. So you can't be blind to other and to either one. You have to be aware, insightful, as well as externally um, intelligent and wise and um and and have some common sense those are all external things and choices and uh, that we make in our lives right so you need both internal external vision and today's topic is we hear um we hear a lot about the uh this there well actually we're going to be touching on today a little about UFOs, not a lot. That's a whole nother program, extraterrestrials. And certainly if anybody wants me to discuss that on the program, I can. Um, I will admit that I have been in communication and I absolutely believe that I have because recently uh, everything that I was being told was completely authenticated for me and validated. And actually, by uh, one of the people that I'm about ready to mention to you in today's program, were you aware that the United States, since 1950, has been building spaceships, interplanetary spaceships to hold thousands of people at one time. There's an entire program. I'm not talking about Apollo and I'm not talking about any of the rockets that are going off now that we get to see on TV. I'm talking about Star Wars and Star Trek type stuff and ships. All right. There is a gentleman that was brought to my attention recently. I'm going to be actually doing um, a lecture here in North Carolina for a science organization with several different scientists there from all realms, um, uh, from uh, parapsychology to aerospace to, to UFO um, experts um, and metaphysical experts. Uh, and so this topic is going to come up, and it was brought to my attention, a gentleman by the name of um, William Mills Tompkins. William Mills Tompkins was very famous right around the World War II period, and he started becoming well-known um, as a teenager, um, this was a man who had um, an unbelievable uh, photographic memory that he was able to see things one time and then build them by hand. He, in, in matter of fact, he built all of these uh, battleships that he had seen. His father was involved in the military and he went into a naval yard and he saw all these battleships. And then he built them so precisely and actually a store wanted to buy his models and they displayed them. And the FBI came along and the military came along and removed them all from the store because they were so precise. They gave away locations of radar and gunnery and all of this stuff so crazy that they contacted this guy and got him into the Navy, recruited him into the Navy. Well, um, after he worked for the Navy for a while, uh, um, by the time he was a, a young adult in 1950, 
um, he was employed by Douglas Aircraft because he claims and believes that he was selected by extraterrestrials to be given information on how to create interplanetary spaceships, not just rockets and what we have today. But I'm talking about, like I said, spaceships that could carry 30,000 people at one time. And because of that, there is an entire chart and plan. He wrote, well, actually, a, and a biography was written about him, which is fabulous. The name of the biography is called Selected by Extraterrestrials, My Life in the Top Secret World of UFOs and think tanks and Nordic centers. All of that is in this book, and it talks about his work, his secret work with the government and Douglas Aircraft creating and building these ships. I don't know how many of them are already done, but there is actually a timeline chart that he also came out with to show how they will be removing us from this planet and bringing us up to there. There's also a space station that's being built and they're exploring other universes and planets to see where life can be. All right. So we sit there and we say, okay, this is Star Trek completely. Meanwhile, I've been communicating with basically a federation of spiritual beings um, who claim to be extraterrestrials, not just human spiritual beings that I do as a medium, right? These people communicated with me. So remember early on in my programs here or in any of my other works, I have said that there is nothing a human can imagine or create that doesn't already exist. Well, the concept of Star Trek and the concept of Star Wars, particularly Star Trek, that was a television show that was way advanced and way ahead of all the other sci-fi uh, television shows and movies, right? But where do they get that understanding? Where do they get that inspiration? Now, I do believe that they went to extremes, too, just to make it more dramatic. Um, you know, if they had all the aliens looking alike, you know, they, they it wouldn't be as exciting if they didn't have especially some demons in there. For goodness sakes, what is it with humans that need to stick demons in everything, including extraterrestrials? I mean, they, they're going to come and eat your head off or suck your brains out. Um, whatever, there's always something about demonology, um, whether it be in our existence, in the spiritual world, the devil, and now interplanetary stuff. And it's just not true. Albert Einstein said himself that in order for us or any being to escape their universe, they must have complete command of spiritual concepts. So if you have complete command of spiritual concepts, you're basically a Dalai Lama astronaut, okay? That's basically what they're going to be. They're going to be loving. They're going to be compassionate. They're going to be caring. Um, and I doubt seriously they have antennas on their heads, okay? Um, they probably do look like some of the, uh, the aliens that we see with the big heads. Their brains are tremendously enlarged because they use it so much. 
They don't necessarily use the spoken language. They don't, I don't even believe um, that they eat the same way we do. But like I said, that's another completely different program. All right. But the idea of Star Trek with those ships, just think about them. Even the Star Wars ships, you see pictures. If you Google this guy, William Tompkins, you're going to see a slew of all the different ships that he has helped to design. And he's helped to design it because he believes he's being fed that information from other universes and other beings, aliens. Okay, and the aliens, of course, are trying to help us, which is the reason why they're feeding them all of that information. But what's more important is this. The government doesn't invest a lot of money in anything that it doesn't believe in and that it doesn't foresee as a need. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of wasted things in, in, in time, but they were working on bombs and the atom bomb, even way before Einstein was involved in that, actually. It was actually part of Einstein who created the atom bomb, believe it or not. And that was before it was even used, all right, in, in Hiroshima. So they just felt that there would be a need for it. Well, now they're building, and please, there's got to be billions of dollars being invested in these spaceships. You've got to see them. I mean, they actually, um, Douglas Aircraft asked William Tompkins to design, to design an aircraft that is a mile long. A mile long. Think about that for a minute. Not even a football field length long of 100 yards. A mile long to hold that many people. Why? Why? What do they know is going on with the earth that they don't want to tell us? They've already hidden all of the nonsense about UFOs to start with. Uh, look, let's go back. I'll go back further than that. Why do you think the leaders hide things from us? First, it started with the religious leaders, because remember, it was the, the, the religious leaders alongside the kings that decided the laws and what we were going to believe in. Why did they back then decide that they needed to hide things from us? Okay, And then as that continued in the course of time, even politically, they're going to hide things from us. And it's always because of the idea that we cannot handle things. Now, I'll tell you, if you watch any of this material, um, and, and there's also a fabulous movie called Roswell. I'm going to be speaking with the executive producer. He's coming to town here in Raleigh, Paul Davids. Um, he helped to write it and to produce it. Roswell is a town in New Mexico that had the most notoriety in alien um, contact and, and spacecraft crashing, uh, which is where the government got the spacecrafts to be examining and even some alien bodies, okay? that is all in this television show and they've been hiding that forever and now people have come forward and also the government is starting to release information on it so this isn't crazy stuff anymore they're releasing it but the whole idea is that they hid it to start with because and the reason why they hid the ufo stuff actually believe it or not is because of orson wells because of orson wells when orson wells 
uh, telecasted War of the Worlds that he wrote, it caused such a panic in the world, throughout the world, because everybody believed it, particularly in the United States is where the broadcast was going, and then through news media, they were spreading, spreading it in other parts of the world. But people believed it, that it was happening so much they went crazy. All right. So that let the government realize, hey, um, they can handle things about UFOs. And we certainly don't want to let them know that we've got a spaceship that crashed here uh, because they'll go crazy over that and that we have alien bodies and that one of the aliens was actually alive and still communicating. Holy cow, they'll never be able to handle that. So they hid everything. They're certainly going to hide that they are fearful of what may be going on in the world. But, so, so you'll see, you see this group of people here in the United States you, that want to fight the concept of a climate change. And we, of course, as citizens, believe that the reason why they're fighting it is so that they can keep using fossil fuel because they're making a lot of money from fossil fuel. All right. That absolutely could be part of it. But what happens if the reason why they're really trying to hide it is because they don't want us to know that they already have time periods where we're going to lose this planet, that there are things already in the midst of changing in this planet that is not going to allow human existence to survive on it anymore. Now, of course, as spiritual beings, we don't have to worry about that, certainly. And of course, out there, I'm sure the listeners are going, oh my gosh, Vince, you're being so negative. You're telling me that the world is coming to an end? No, I'm not going to stand out in the streets of Manhattan like some other fools out there saying that the, the end is near. However, people, the end could be near. <laughs> Let's not be ignorant just because we're walking a spiritual path. Would you please look at what's going on in the world today? This is the whole reason why I'm sharing this. Look, don't turn off the TV set like I talked about um, last week or the week before. Look at what's happening. Look in the midst of a hurricane that was coming in stronger than many of them. We've only had a few at a Category 5. The devastation over the Bahamas. And let me tell you something. Everybody over here is feeling compassionate for the people in the Bahamas. But I can tell you right now that under their breath, they're saying, thank God that's not happening here. Well, let me tell you something. It doesn't make a difference where it is happening. It is happening to you. If it happens to your brother or sister, it's happening to you. It's the same way as we can turn off the TV after there's a shooting at a, a movie theater or mall and forget about it because we say, well, that happened over there. Okay, it didn't happen over here. That happened in Texas. That I don't have to worry about that. You're wrong. Everything is connected. The weather, the negative acts of another human being, the wars, the 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 earthquakes, the fires. What difference does it make? What we incite? Okay. 
It's going to be something because we have dominion over everything physical on this planet, including the planet. We have dominion. Our energy is in charge. Your energy can absolutely incite somebody to pick up a gun and go shoot. That's the whole biggest thing. That's why everybody is mad at the president right now, because he's condoning violence. And so it begats violence. Okay, and so and it's the same thing with with other people, the negativity, the hatred, the the bigotry, it's feeding into it. So now now next week, we're going to be talking about how to walk a spiritual path during the midst of this hatred and the killing and the earthly devastation. But this week, I wanted you to just open your eyes. Okay, I need you to open your eyes. But here's the greatest thing. As negative as this sounds, it's very positive as well, because there's things that we can do about it. And there's things and ways that we can feed in. So this show and next week's show is going to be talking about that. And especially next week's show, the things you absolutely need to do to change. But you do need to open your eyes, look at the news and see what's happening. But like I said, why then would the government be building all of these spaceships if they don't know something already about the planets, about the resources here? You know, we look at the earth and we say, oh, my gosh, the earth is unlimited and it's supplying us with all of these resources. No, it's not. It's a living thing. Does a tree eventually die? Yes, it can last several hundred years, but eventually the soil and the ground runs out of nutrients and it doesn't matter how much it gets rained on. It, it no longer has the nutrients to feed its roots, its trunk, its leaves, and it dies. And that's it. It doesn't become part of the soil. It's done. Okay. Um, yes, the animals on earth die. All right. Now we, our bodies die and we transition over to the other side without our bodies. And maybe there is this whole plan of that. And I believe that we did set it up and for a certain amount of time as to what we're going to do here on the planet. But what about the planet? We created, we helped to create this universe. Why on earth? Oh, well, that was funny that I just said that. Um, why would we believe that, that it is completely unlimited and will survive even beyond us? George Carlin had a, a, a wonderful comedian, uh, but he had an entire routine on the human arrogance thinking that we are more powerful than this planet. Well, when I come back from the other side of the commercial that we're at the commercial break right now, we'll talk more about that. And we'll talk more about this aerospace program and where we're going, man. Cadets, get those helmets on and, and get ready and pack your things. And I don't know if we can bring cell phones with us, but we're going on a space journey and we'll talk more about that. Thank you for joining me on the Stop Stopping Yourself show. This is Vincent Jenny, your host, and I'll be right back.
You're listening to Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Welcome back to Stop Stopping Yourself with Vincent Jenna. Hello, 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 all space cadets. This is your host, Vincent Jenna, and we are on the topic. If you are just joining me today, we are on the crazy topic about the true aerospace, the hidden secretive aerospace program that the government and Douglas Aircraft is involved in with and in right now as we're speaking. They have been developing with the help and of, he's, he's uh, I believe he's deceased now, William, William Tompkins, who uh, an autobiography, uh, no, a biography was written about, selected by extraterrestrials. It's about a gentleman who was being uh, chosen to receive all information about how to build intergalactic spacecraft, not just rockets that NASA has today. This is way beyond what NASA is doing. And it's almost as if they're doing that just to also help hide this. The advancement of these ships, if you go and even do any research, Google William Tompkins, selected by extraterrestrials, you will see maps, you will see um, images of crafts that he has helped design. I don't know how far in a, uh, that this, this has been created, but um, supposedly this program is supposed to take off literally by the year 2023. That's around the corner. This is crazy. That's around the corner. And the whole reason for today's topic is what do they know that we don't know on this planet? And 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 here's the, the, the thing about that. I was just before the commercial, I was talking about jo- George Carlin's routine about the earth um, and about how he believed that we are arrogant beings thinking that we are nothing but these physical beings, that we think we can control this planet and we think we can hurt this planet when, in fact, the planet can take care of itself. And supposedly that theory and belief, because there's also scientists who believe the exact same thing as George George Carlin. I guess they maybe um, uh, joined forces for George to write his comedy routine. The thing is, they believe that because of the evolutionary process of the Earth, first there was uh, the development and the way they, the land masses then developed, and then the way the dinosaurs developed and evolved, and then the way the Earth eliminated all the dinosaurs. And the theory was that it eliminated all of the dinosaurs because the dinosaurs were overtaking the planet. So the idea is that the planet is alive and has some type of thinking ability. Um, and it knows when it needs to cleanse itself. There are some who even believe that the earth is doing that now with all of these natural disasters, these hurricanes, earthquakes, um, uh, even fires that just start out of the clear blue and um, are the most difficult things to put out. There are theories to believe that the planet is in the start of trying to cleanse itself because we've overrun it. We're reducing its natural resources. So that's theory number one. Okay. However, 
That goes against any spiritual understanding that we are the highest vibrational beings that are living on this planet, that our energy and our vibration is even higher than that of the earth and all the creatures on it, which would make sense considering that our souls were created supposedly, and the way I believe too, before this earth was ever created, before the universes were ever created, there was spirit and intelligence, which then divided itself into other intelligences and co-creators, which are us, before there was anything else physical. So there was energy before there was matter. And then combined together, we created the universes and physicality. Okay. So then how did the earth evolve? Well, like I said, this is going to be for another show, but I I am very authentic and very genuine and I share everything. There is nothing that I do. There is no work that I do that I do not share. I am not going to be ashamed of it. I'm not going to be worried about what I'm being labeled. It doesn't matter whether it sounds crazy or not. We're going to step into it one way or another. We're going to come to some understanding of it already. And just because I'm thinking of it doesn't mean that it's new thought at all. Okay. It means that it exists. And I tapped into some kind of truth here about our existence. And this is what I believe. And I truly believe here was the theory. Here's the funny thing that we find out in the beginning of history. When we first started learning history and we first started learning geography and about the earth, they at first theorized that the, the, Cro-Magnum man or the Neanderthal man existed during the time of the dinosaurs, that we were both residing here on the earth together. Well, they're realizing that that's an impossibility because if that was true, there would be no man today. We would just be rapture food. Okay, um, because the dinosaurs would have eaten us alive. There, there was more dinosaurs than there were humans on the earth at that time. So there is no way that our lack of intelligence would be able to save us enough to keep us from being eaten by all of these creatures. So they're starting to realize that when they're dating, that the dinosaurs were here first. It wasn't until they were completely wiped out after the Ice Age that some of them, and here's the funny thing about that. The majority of the big creatures were all destroyed, okay? There are only a few left behind that were smaller and less of a threat to humankind. And then all of a sudden, we appear on the earth. What caused that to happen? Okay, well, scientists now realize that there was a big asteroid that hit the Earth and caused a cataclysmic event across the entire planet that then destroyed all most, I should say, most of the life on the planet. Most of the dinosaurs were wiped out from the cataclysmal event of this cosmic event of this asteroid hitting the planet. Then all of a sudden, we appear. 
So now, how was that? And according to Greg Brayton and some incredible experts in um, anthropology and geology, uh, we appeared instantaneously advanced and lots of us at one time. Okay, so here's my understanding of what I've been told since my communication with the extraterrestrials. Together, we're the ones that manipulated the asteroid to hit the Earth to cleanse it in order for us to go to it. So we caused it, or the extra, the, the advanced universes and the beings from the advanced universes helped the evolutionary process. Well, if you don't want to believe that one, then you'd really have a hard time believing the fact that they also caused modern man by re-splicing our DNA. Like I said, that's a whole nother topic. Today, we're talking about what the government knows that we don't know that we need to know in order to pursue our lives here on this planet for now, okay? And so therefore, therefore, we created this concept, okay? So the idea that the earth is its own living thing and can cause its own choices is not as correct as we think. Yes, it's alive. Yes, it has its energy. But again, it's the God force that allows everything to exist. And we are energies as the God force. So therefore, we manipulate this planet. And the planet can run out of fuel. They're looking at Mars, they're looking at other planets, and they're saying there used to be life on those planets, and now there's not. Why? What happened to that life? Same thing. It runs out of resources. It's done. So the idea that we have an unlimited amount of time on this planet is a ridiculous idea. And, and... Therefore, if we realize it's not going to last as long as we might think it does, maybe we'd start taking better care of it. Maybe we would take more responsibility for life here and each other because we don't know when the time is going to run out. Obviously, our government does know more than we do. It has use of unbelievable number of scientists. And like I said, there's part of me that is believing, there's an intuitive part of me that is believing they do not want to admit the climate change because they believe that that is the beginning process of the end of this world now dying off in some way and not wanting to to instill a fear in us, but while they're making it possible to remove a certain amount of humans from the earth. Now, I find it really interesting. There was a television series, and man, it's not too long ago, and I totally forgot the name of the television series. If anybody remembers this, it was only a few years ago or last year or something, or maybe a mini-series even, but I just remember it. They knew that the planet was going to end, and they were developing a way, they they were actually um, um, using forces or mental or human forces of these special beings to be able to, to telepath them to another universe and another life and another planet before our planet ended. 
Okay. That was another television show. Why are you inspired to write things like that? If there isn't a certain amount of truth to that, and maybe something that we should, we should pay attention to, you know, we just take too many things for granted. That is the whole reason why I'm doing this show. We are taking too many things for granted. We're mistreating each other. And, and next week I'm going to be talking about what we need to do and the steps, the absolute steps we need to, to take in order to reverse the process that's going on right now, as far as, feeding into the negative pool that's causing more of the storms, that's causing people to just pick up guns and go shoot anywhere, that's causing these wars, that's causing negative government. Okay, we feed into everything. There's more of us than there is of anything else. This is a whole Sodom and Gomorrah story going on over here. And quite honestly, if you go back and read any of the predictions of Nostradamus, what he is taught was talking about is exactly what's happening today. So I believe that there needs to be a revelation within each of us. We need to friggin' wake the you know what up. Okay, we need to do it soon. And because we can, people, we can. This isn't doom and gloom story. This is hope and, and, and positivity story of who we are and what we're capable of. Look, if we are capable of even hastening this planet going in the direction that it's going in and, and it ending sometime, if we're capable of hastening that, we're also capable of slowing it down. And I think we need to do that. I don't believe that we're at a critical enough mass to be able to overtake what's happening because things aren't slowing down, as you can see. If you look in the weather map today, not only is there Hurricane Dorian that we're dealing with, but there's about six other storms brewing in the oceans that are going to have effects somewhere on this planet that weren't there before, and a lot of them. Yeah, I know, we're in hurricane season, right? But there's like these devastations are happening one after another, after another, after another, and we need to stop it. And we can, and you can't do it by being blind to it. You can't do it by even turning off my radio show. It's going to happen whether you want to hear it or not, but we can control it and change it and reverse it or slow it down at least and be prepared and be able and take everything um, as, as uh, with, with gratitude and grace and know the beauty of what we've got here and how wonderful it is. And it doesn't last forever. Whoever has gotten the bouquet of flowers, the most gorgeous, beautiful things with the aroma, put them in the middle of the living room and they're 30 years old and still there. They, they die, don't they? They transition. That's the whole point of life. But we're taking it for granted because we forget who we are. And then we're just transitioning. We're, we're jumping out of here left and right all over the place from the slightest little things or from suicide, which is terrible, right? Depression and suicide, horrible cancers. All right, we can turn that all around, every single one of us. But if you're ignoring what's happening to your brother, what's happening over in the Bahamas, what's happening over in Texas with the guy picking up the gun, and you're saying, well, it's not in my backyard, NIMBY, not in my backyard. That's used for two different things. Number one, I don't want to build anything in my backyard, even if it's going to help. Um, but if it's negative, it looks bad and it looks ugly. I don't want anything to do with it. All right. But the second meaning of NIMBY is if it doesn't happen in my backyard, I don't have to pay attention to it. 
And, th and that is a concept that so many of us wind up living off of. And everything is in our backyard. This is our backyard. Our lives, your brother's life on the other side of the planet, in China, in Japan, I don't care where you are, it's our backyard. And it's our brother. It's our family. This is our family. You cannot escape your family. Too late. Too late. You can go back to God and ask it to reverse it. But that's really interesting. I don't know, even if God is unlimited, if it can reverse it. See, that's, a, that's one of those theories. Can God, oh, that, that was a philosophy that took a lot of people years and years and years to discuss. And sometimes we focus on the dumbest things to discuss, okay? And this was the, the question. If God is unlimited, is it capable of creating a rock too big for it to lift? Hmm. Right. Can I tell you how many years that that took to question and theorize on back and forth, back and forth, back and forth? Do you understand that there are certain things out there that you're supposed to ignore because they're stupid? And that's one of them. OK, God, number one, being unlimited. OK. Could create a heavy, heavy, heavy rock. And also being unlimited, it would never create anything it couldn't deal with. It can't do that. A source cannot that is unlimited and omnipotent can't destroy itself and no longer become or be the source. Therefore, it can't go backwards. It can only go forward. That is a theory that has nothing to do with limitation. It's a principle. Once you put something in motion, it, 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 can't, uh, it can only be stopped by that which put it in motion, but that which put it in motion would never stop it to start with, so it's not even part of the equation or discussion or argument. So no, we can't reverse it, and God can't go back and change things the way they are. Only we can change the way we live and move forward now, if any of that makes sense to you out there. Boy, I just felt like that was a theory or something from the 60s. Um, in any case, people, the whole point about this is to wake up your own life. And just because you're on a spiritual path doesn't necessarily mean you're awake. You're awakened to theories. You're awakened to information. But until you're, you apply it, you don't own it. You don't own it. It's just a book. It's just an encyclopedia. It's just the internet. But it's nothing more than that, serving no purpose in your life until you apply it and own it. Until you awaken then that which lies with inside of you to change and help change the way you walk through life. Next week, we're going to be talking about how you have to walk through life because of what goes on. So, yes, I do believe that the government feels that there is going to be need to remove humans off of this planet. Now, understand something. Um, we, we certainly can 
transition whenever the planet transitions and that may be when our physical existence ends and we no longer need to come back down to this earth again and we just move on there is no reason why we can't do that we can do like the mayans and we can actually dematerialize our bodies and take our bodies with us that's what jesus tried to show us too with his resurrection he took his entire body with us again he showed us the extreme of what we're capable of it doesn't mean that that's what we're supposed to do but we certainly are capable of doing that now we can do that and we can wait that's the whole point is not worry about it you got to remember when you're dealing with the government you're dealing with a lot of scientists and left-brain thinkers who don't necessarily believe in the the continuation of life and the soul if they did why would they be putting so much money and worrying about taking us off of this planet because guess what Guess what? If you're going to take us off of this planet and we help hasten its ending, we're certainly going to do the same thing whether we're in space. And the proof of that, the proof of that is in even the creation of some of the stories that we all fell in love with, like Star Trek, with all the monsters that we created and the wars and the battles, right, between the Klingons and, and the good ones. They're battling back and forth and back and forth. And, and as long as you take humans the way they are right now and you bring them anywhere, we have the capacity of being able to do that. Okay, I kind of think that the best idea is let us get to the other side when we do in natural ways and evolve over there when we're a little bit more unlimited and we certainly have a, nothing but love surrounding us and all the support that we can use. We do need to evolve and we're having a hard time evolving on this planet quite honestly and i don't care i don't care if even my own people in my own network want to say you're a downer you need to be talking more positive people don't like listening to negative stuff and i'm sorry if you don't like listening to negative stuff it's not going to stop you from getting cancer sorry listening look affirmations are beautiful i want you to envision this right now i want you to envision a picture um or a whiteboard a whiteboard Okay, all the negative stuff that I've ever talked about, write it all over that whiteboard in your mind. All of this, you can put it as black marks and, and zigzags and I don't care, clouds, demons, horns, the devil. Just think of that picture, that whiteboard with all of those negative, horrible pictures all over it because of all the things that I've talked about that sound negative. Okay, now I want you to take some pictures of roses and beautiful flowers and maybe teddy bears. Oh, and those little puppies. Oh my gosh, those beautiful little puppies and kittens that you see in all the Facebook postings, right? I want you to see pictures of them and take them and paste them all over the whiteboard right on top of all my negative stuff, okay? Paste it all over the place. Just do that for me in your mind. Visualize that, right? Now you have a whiteboard that's filled with all of these beautiful pictures. Oh, my God. It's so wonderful. It's so beautiful. And they feel so good looking at them, right? So let me ask you a question. All the negative stuff that I said, is it gone? No. It's covered up. It's covered up by the pretty pictures we put on it. And you know what those pretty pictures are? Sometimes those pretty pictures are all the affirmations we're told we have to say. Is all the walking down the block trying to smile and smile and smile and smile. Even though you know behind the smile, behind the affirmation is all this negative crap. You think it's gone. 
Well, that's the way we've been living our lives. And that is the reason why you cannot manifest everything you want, because you're covering up the negativity, the hurts, the scars with pretty pictures. And nothing is going to get done because we do not manifest in this life from the pretty pictures. We're manifesting from the beginning of what was put on that whiteboard to start with. That's why we get cancers. That's why we get illness, because we're covering up and we're hiding what's really inside of us. And it's going to come out some way or another. It comes out by the way we affect the planet. It comes out by the way we affect each other. It comes out by us not achieving our dreams and goals and everything that we are capable of doing and having. So, yeah, that's why I talk about that whiteboard and all that negative stuff there, because we got to face it and clear it. And you cannot build a new set of beliefs and by covering up the old ones. You need to clean the slate. We're going to talk more about that. So I want to thank you all today. I know this was crazy aerospace stuff, but understand that if there's something we need to learn about what's going on here, we need to be aware that those possibilities are there. We need to be able to admit and acknowledge our power and what we're capable of turning around. And my gosh, nothing is going to change until we wake up ourselves and wake up our greatness and wake up our magnificent. We are divine beings. We are each part of God's source. There can be nothing imperfect about us. It's only we can act that way. We can only act imperfect because we forgot how perfect we really are. And perfection, by the way, doesn't mean the end of everything. It is perfect to evolve. It is perfect to grow. It is perfect to have weaknesses. It is perfect to have opportunities of hope and understanding. So it's not perfect to be speaking pretty things all the time. That is not reality. And it's not who we are, and but it's what we can wake up with inside of us. So thank you for joining us. Join me next week because we're going to talk about how to walk a spiritual path during the midst of hatred, killing, and earthly devastation. I'm going to show you how to do that, people, because we can. Thank you for joining me on today's show, the Stop Stopping Yourself show. I'm your host, Vincent Jenna. Please stay tuned to Dr. Dream, Kelly Walden Sullivan. And then after that, Temple Hayes. And then there's so many wonderful programs on Unity Radio. You should be returning here and filling your day with all this wisdom and knowledge. Thank you, everyone. Have an incredible week. See you next week. And just love. Love yourself and love life and love your brother and sister here. That's the beginning. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Do you want to deepen your connection to the divine, speed up your progress on the spiritual path, then tune in to the Spirit Matters podcast. I'm the host, Philip Goldberg and I interview experts with wisdom, insight, and practical guidance for every seeker of truth. 
Spirit Matters on the mindbodyspirit.fm network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.